We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Uh, <laughs> we this, thought we were talking to you, but we were not talking to you. We were talking to ourselves, yeah. and now we're actually going to talk to you. It's actually take two. All right, take two. We were like two minutes in, and then it said there was a card error. So so get right to that question. Okay, today. okay. So the quick version is, number one, be sharing and commenting on our videos, and we are on all podcasting platforms. And Spotify. And Spotify, yeah. I like to get those things out there. But here we go. So the question. Did God create evil? He did not. Okay. But the person that asked this probably is interested in, okay, so then what is the origin of evil? Yes. And as um, we were doing on take one, uh, we were talking about Genesis 1 and the creation account of the creation of the physical universe. Right. And how that phrase is repeated, God saw that it was good. Mm-hmm. And then down at Genesis 1:31, he saw everything that he's made, and behold, it was very good. Yeah. So all of the physical, material universe that was created was good. And so then we, we got to that point where it was, that means there might be, and most likely was, something already in existence before kind of the stuff we see around us. Well, in the beginning was the word. Mm-hmm. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So in the beginning, the Word already was, mm-hmm. see? Okay. So the eternal Word of God already was there. God was there. The okay. Spirit was there. And if you turn to Job 38, and you read about verse, start with about verse 4 and read through verse 7. Okay. So where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? Or where were its bases stunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. All right, and if you read Job 1 and Job 2, where it mentions um, it came to pass on the day that the sons of God presented themselves before the Lord, that Satan mm-hmm. was among them. Yeah. Where have you been? I've been wandering to and fro on the earth. So the sons of God obviously are the angels. Mm-hmm. So there, when God was laying the foundations of the earth in Job 38, what is it, 7? Uh, all the sons yep. of God or the angels were shouting for joy, so they were already there. Mm. Now we know from Scripture that, that God is good. Jesus said there's none good but God. God is good. Right. And so um, those things that God created, including the angels, were good. Uh, you have passages like uh, Colossians 1.16, talking about Christ. It says, by him were all things created, mm-hmm. things in the heavens and things on the earth, things visible and things invisible. Then he gets into the spirit beings, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were made by him and for him. Mm-hmm. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So even those spiritual beings God created, 
God created those spiritual beings good. So it still leaves us with the question. Yeah, because I think with the questioner, they sent a couple of passages and things. So you can have belief and faith that God created good, that there may have been other things before this creation, including who we now call the devil. Angels. The angels and the demons and Mm -hmm. different things like that. And there's all these passages in the Old Testament where, you know, and God sent an evil spirit or whatever into them. And so people start going, okay, we have good God who deals with evil spirit. Did he make that sort of thing? Well, as an example, I think one of the passages the person mentioned was 1 Samuel 16. So if you you turn to 1 Samuel 16, this is... This is where Saul was replaced by God because of his disobedience, and David was anointed to be the future king. Now, Saul didn't become king. I mean, David didn't become king until sometime after this. Right. But it says that in verse 14, this is 1 Samuel 16, 14. Go ahead. It says that the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. And then Saul's servants came up to him and said, Behold, now you have an evil spirit from God tormenting you. All right, so let's stop right there. Um, Some translations translate that an injurious spirit. Hmm. In other words, not that the spirit was evil, but he was against Saul. He He was doing injury to Saul instead of supporting Saul. Now, when when the Spirit of the Lord came upon David, God had now chosen David. God is now blessing David. Right. And just as um, in Isaiah 63, verse 10, when it says that the people of Israel rebelled against God and um, God, God turned against them and became... They grieved His Holy Spirit and His Spirit turned against them and became their enemy. Right. So... When God took his blessing spirit away from Saul mm-hmm. and gave it to David, then he sent a spirit of injury, a spirit of I'm against you, a, a spirit of I curse you, I'm not with you anymore hmm. on, on Saul. That doesn't mean that spirit was evil in the sense of the nature of that spirit was evil. Right. But it's like Deuteronomy 28 If you do my will and keep my commandments, I will bless you. Mm -hmm. And verse 15 of Deuteronomy 28 says, But if you don't do my will and you don't keep my commandments, I will curse you this way and curse you that way. So is it more an aspect of God's justice than it is good and evil when we're we're hearing these sort of things? It's not that the spirit was evil in the sense of the devil is evil. It's the spirit was against Mm. Saul. It was doing him harm and not blessing him and that was Saul's fault. It was the justice of God or the judgment of God being carried out on Saul. Okay. So so maybe to press a little bit further when we start thinking about these spirits that are sent against us and everything. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go and say yes God created a good earth and God created things before the earth that were good. And then suddenly we have spirits that aren't good. No, but you're not talking about... Not this sort of spirit. No. But let's... The devil. In fact. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the Genesis account. I think this is helpful. Okay. So you have this pristine world where everything was good. And God, there's this one tree mm-hmm. in the middle of the garden that he doesn't want them to touch. Right. 
and that one tree is called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But everything mm. was good at this point. Yeah. But God said, don't touch that tree. Yeah. So God gave man a choice, and he said, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You can eat every other tree. Don't eat that one. Mm-hmm. The knowledge of evil only came when people went against God. Mm. So God is good, and everything God tells us to do is good, but when we go against Against God, we go away from good, and so by definition, we come to know evil. Okay. See? Yeah. And so evil is simply leaving the good. Hmm. All right? And so um, when man sinned in Genesis 3, yeah. then um, God said we can't allow him to continue uh, to have access to the tree of life because he knows good and evil. Yeah, there in verse 22. Meaning having experienced evil now and having more potential to do evil, God's going to shorten his lifestyle, or his lifespan, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So evil here originated by going against God. Now, Scripture teaches in different places that angels sinned, 2 Peter 2, 4, Jude 6 and 7, you know, angels sinned, and probably numerous different times, Mm. and so angels who were created good, Satan was one of them, when he chose, like the human beings chose, to leave the good, to leave his proper habitation, to leave God, then he chose evil, and he began to... Uh, promote evil. And so evil was any move on the part of any free will individual, angel or human, to leave God or to leave the will of God. They were in the good, Mm -hmm. but when they turned against that good, then here comes evil because by definition it's that which isn't good. Okay. So when people are reading through some of these Old Testament passages and they see all these things playing out, is there ever a time that it is God sending one of those evil spirits on someone? Or when it's talking about God sent an oppressive spirit or God sent whatever on that person, is it usually talking about just that his spirit of blessing is no longer with them? I think so. And it's talking about God punishing those people in some way or God exposing their evil in some way. Mm. Um, it's not speaking that God himself is evil and God himself has evil intentions unless those people deserve the judgment of God. Kind of like um, the one I mentioned to you when, when we first brought up this question is I said, I'm thinking about Pharaoh, you know, and it's God hardened his heart and closed his mind and all these different things. So at that point, was God like allowing evil spirit? I mean, no, but... Pharaoh. That's that's totally different. Okay. How did God harden his heart? God hardened his heart, first of all, by presenting him with a righteous demand, which he knew Pharaoh didn't want to do. Mm. I'm going to ask you to do something I know you don't want to do. So by presenting him that demand, God hardened his heart. Yeah. Next, God hardened his heart in that when when Moses and Aaron performed some sign, um, the... um, Egyptian priests, they did the same sign. So because they did that miracle, uh, you could say God, by allowing them to do that miracle, God hardened his heart. Or 
One of the main ways God hardened his heart, which really was Pharaoh's problem, not God's, when Pharaoh would say, oh, please take this plague away from us and I'll let your people go. Well, God would take away the plague. Mm. And by taking away the plague, yeah. it hardened his heart. The point is that mm. Pharaoh was a scoundrel and he didn't want to do what God wanted him to do. And the least little thing would turn him right back to where he wanted to be. Right. It wasn't that God was forcing him to do that. It was that God was permitting circumstances to occur that he used as an excuse to harden his own heart so okay um you know sometimes we harden people's heart by preaching them god's word they don't want to hear what it says but actually they are the ones that choose not to hear what it says okay so i i think that that covers most of the question well there's one other scripture okay james 1 13 which is really a good one okay on this james 1 13 yep all right. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. All right. So God cannot be tempted with evil. He's 100% good. First mm. John 1, 5, God is light, and in him there's no darkness at all. Mm-hmm. So neither tempteth he any man. God does not try to get any person to do evil. God is eternal. He's the only thing that's eternal, and he is not the origin of evil. But he gives people and angels free will. Mm. And there is in free will the potential to go against God's will. And there lies the origin of evil. And that's what verse 14 and 15 there in James 1 basically gets at. The same thing that happened in Genesis 1. Right. That it's our own desires and things that tempt us away. And And we can choose to leave the good. And once we leave the good and go elsewhere, well, the only place to go is evil. So Mm. evil is just non-God. It's going against God. Yeah. So, so God has still a judicious spirit, and so he can choose to bless or not bless, but he's not necessarily creating an evil spirit. No, no. He to... can not only choose to bless or not bless, he can choose to bless or curse. Mm. Okay. When God becomes your enemy, he can hurt you bad, and sometimes throughout Scripture yeah. does so. But that doesn't equate to... God creates. That's evil. not evil. Justice is not evil. Okay. And I think that's where some people go, but it's not nice. Yeah, God killed 187,000 Assyrians. Yeah. But that was his justice, not evil. God killed 70,000 Israelites in 1 Chronicles uh, 21, but mm. that was not evil. That was God's justice. Yeah. Okay. And so maybe as you're hearing that, there may be another passage, Old Testament, New Testament, that you're still going, yeah, but what about that one? By all means, send that one in. Uh, it helps guide kind and of And remember, don't try to define evil like modern society defines it. Define it like the Bible defines it. Yeah. Things that aren't comfortable don't necessarily make them evil. That's right. Fair enough. All right. Well, thanks for the question. Thanks for everybody who watches and, like we said at the beginning, shares, comments, all those different things. Uh, If you have a moment, leave us a review if you're listening to this on podcast. And we'll see you again next week. Bye. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.